Welcome to the Pulse Podcast, personal conversations about life, leadership, and legacy with inspiring founders, entrepreneurs, and leaders of industry. I am R. Adam Smith, founder of Wisdom Board. I am pleased to host this podcast episode. Wisdom Board is a fast-growing digital leadership platform powered by curated content, blue chip services, valuable human capital resources, and an expansive expert network. Wisdom Board is dedicated to empowering excellence for private companies at the board level. Today, we're joined by Christy Data of the Family Business Consulting Group, a fascinating platform that provides very valuable resources for the family enterprise across governance, their operations, and other resources for the family and their, and their successors. I'm here today to share more about her business and career path as well. Christy, it's great to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, so tell us about your career prior to uh, starting this uh, this company. Love to hear more about your background, and then we can talk about the business as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've done a few things in my career, but I think the the center of my focus has always been around the intersections of people and business. I spent time in human capital and recruitment, did some employee engagement type work, managerial roles, those sorts of things. And really always was passionate about the challenges that come when when people run up against business processes or when business processes don't serve people. And I frankly was not terribly familiar with the family business field until joining the firm in 2013. Uh, But what I found when I got here was that um, this uh, particular space is all the complexity of people in business together uh, in in an entirely new way. It's a Gordian knot of love and money and work for the family members who are involved in their family-owned enterprises. And those three things tend to be the things that are most important to us in our lives. So for people who are working in family businesses, owning family businesses, um, it is uh, it, it, all the you know things that happen on a day-to-day basis, there's a lot riding on it. And so to be in a space where I can work with really talented people uh, who are helping families navigate these challenges, uh, I found it fascinating and it's been, it's been really uh, a really great place to, to be for the last several years. It is terrific. And the Family Business Consulting Group is also itself like a family business founded, founded back in uh, 1994 uh, by, by two founders. And then over time, uh, they've managed the business as, as a family um, with a very, a very tight partnership, it seems, um, which, which is also very relevant to your, to your clients as well. Tell us about your primary services that you are, are offering your clients these days. Sure. So we work with multi-generational family businesses across industries and geographies. And really what we're working on is how to be good co-owners, co-leaders, co-managers together. Um, about 80% of our clients are probably have some sort of operating company, uh, 20% maybe post-liquidity and, and managing other assets together. But they all have very important decisions to make together. And families are not necessarily hardwired for being a team. Uh, we, we have our own relationships, uh, parent-child relationships, sibling relationships, cousin relationships. Uh, but when you get into the family business setting, you have to be able to engage in a different way. And so what we do is help families put in place the structures and behaviors that help them do that. That includes 
uh, certainly succession planning jumps to mind for a lot of people, uh, governance, conflict management, strategy. We talk to families a lot about vision and mission and, and what they want to achieve together in the world. And we help them learn to be the kinds of leaders and uh, managers and owners that they need to be to achieve those visions over generations. That's great. And so your firm has touched 2,600 families across North America and also in many other countries worldwide. Um, how do you guys interact with such a broad range of uh, families and what do those engagements and projects lo uh, look, look like over time? So um, our, our early founders came out of academia and were teachers at heart. They saw, they had observations from their own education and professional experience and that they gleaned from the families that they interacted with. And they started to write and teach on these topics, which has given us a lot of reach over time. Um, now there's been over 40 books in print by authored by members of our firm. Uh, you know, significant speaking at universities and family business centers around the world. And the way that we tend to engage with families is, is really variable. You know, we believe that if you've seen one family business, you've seen one family business. They're all a little different. Family cultures are different. Family dynamics are different. Their goals in the world are different. Um, so what we do is we approach it um, typically from a, a looking at it as a how do we get you from point A to point B? We help the family define what point B looks like. And that could be, uh, we want to transition leadership to the next generation in five years, or we still want to be a family owned business two generations from now. And then we help to define the intermediate steps that they need to do in order to get there, both in terms of the enterprise and the family, because we found that over-focusing on one or the other tends to mean that the other one will suffer. So you really have to look at um, building strength and continuity in the family and building strength and continuity in the business and, at the same time. And, and that shows up differently with each family. That's great. And you continue to grow. I've seen you've made some hires recently um, with uh, Asan Narani and then also with Richard Wolkowitz uh, uh, and, and Lisa Morrell. There's been some nice growth at the firm. Obviously, the family office uh, and the super entrepreneur community continues to grow, uh, both through succession expansion and also liquidity that's built up over the last decade, uh, maybe uh, share a bit of your your thoughts on uh, how you in, how you all is in, interact uh, with family enterprises or family offices or single family offices around governance. Um, you know, we're focused on bringing excellence to to the table for uh, for governance, so that uh, our our clients and entrepreneurs have those resources to improve their governance for their uh, for their firm, for their legacy, for their for the culture of their employees, maybe some some commentary on on that and how FBCG uh, does get involved in, in governance for your families. Absolutely, it is so important. Um, you know, research and our experience have shown that there are really three pillars that uh, lead to successful family business continuity: a defined strategy, good communication practices between the family members and governance. And governance can be a collection of tools for, for decision-making, but certainly corporate governance has been a big piece of our practice throughout the history of the firm. Um, we help families understand uh, what 
good governance might look like. Uh, many family businesses are very entrepreneurial and they are not particularly interested in bureaucracy and a board can feel bureaucratic to somebody who doesn't have one. Uh, so we help them understand how they can leverage a board for strategic insight, for um, oversight, to help them with stakeholder management for both you know, sort of family ownership and, and management concerns. We help them define this, the culture of the board and what kinds of conversations they think that they could best benefit from and, uh, and define then also what, what are the skill sets that they need from independent directors. We do have a executive search style function for placing of independent directors for family boards. So we have the ability to help families navigate that entire journey from what we sometimes refer to as the kitchen table board, which is where many of them start to a fully functional, um, you know, with committees and defined agendas and effective management reporting uh, that helps them to grow strategically, think about new business options, um, expand their expand their general reach in ways that um, they may not have been able to with their existing management team, just bringing new resources to the table that they can leverage. And sometimes those resources are not part of the family. I see that you have recently set up a peer group for non-family leaders because the family businesses or family offices, they don't necessarily have the depth of succession or children or staff within the family. So they need to bring in outsiders. So you're creating some of these meetings and, and sessions with, with your team, with Amy Wirtz and Barb Dard. It's very interesting. Tell, tell us about that. And what is it like uh, to, to hold the hands of, of, of both the families bringing in outsiders and then the outsiders coming into the family, how does it affect the board of directors at times for these businesses? Yeah, it's a it's very interesting dynamic. I think historically many entrepreneurs and sort of the family business paradigm, I mean, it used to be primogeniture, right? So the stereotypical founder was a dad, he passed the business to his oldest son and that's how things went about. But as uh, as people have developed more understanding of alternate models, we're seeing more families who are interested in, beco in becoming owning families, but not necessarily operating families. You know, their, their children want to be owners and stewards. They want to be involved, but they may not be uh, the next CEO or CMO, and they may have their own entrepreneurial interests. So with that, you know, bringing in outside talent, both as non-family executives and as potentially independent directors, um, that becomes a great way to bring to the table new insights, um, new ideas, and uh, you know, additional sort of manpower to achieve what they want to achieve together as a family. Uh, what we would do in those in those situations oftentimes is helping the family to define what it means to be a family business uh, and that, that there are many models and, and helping them understand the meaning of family ownership and the role that the board can play in acting uh, in accordance with owner's interests. So one of the things that we may talk about is, is what, what is it that the owners want? We talk about ownership alignment, helping them to define what their vision for the company is, and that becomes the board's mandate. And so when we're looking at helping them to build a board that can operate effectively, um, you know, they, the owners knowing what they want helps to inform what the board is charged with overseeing at the management level. And so, it's, it's leveraging all of these tools and um, places where we can have these important conversations and helping them understand where, where does ownership play a role? Where does the board play a role? Where does management play a role? Where do family play a role? And how do all these people interact and respect each other's contributions and ensure that they're all moving in the same direction, which can be, um, it can be a 
a bit of a, it takes some attention over time. Let's put it that way to help put those in place. Yeah, cer certainly. It sounds like uh, very hands-on, but you're scaling and the business is growing and uh, you don't need to uh, to serve every family office or every family enterprise, just the one that, that needs you or that reach out to you for your services. Um, where do you see the firm going in the future? And also, uh, what are you seeing in terms of either the activities or, or advising private companies involving family offices as investors or selling to a family office or having a family office as a, as a, as a co-investor into the company? Sure. So there are um, family businesses remain really the most prevalent business model in North America and around the world. And they drive, you know, well over half of our, our GDP. So we expect that family businesses are going to continue to have generational challenges and needing to be planning for succession, needing to be planning for growth. But you've hit on an important trend, which is that um, while the traditional family business model has been these, this, you know, we have our widget company and it's got our name on the door and we pass the widget company to the next generation, that um, families now are thinking about diversifying their holdings. They may or may not choose to retain their original operating company. There are a lot of opportunities out there for them to think differently about what it means to be a family enterprise, either with or without their original operating company. And, and those needs are in many ways the same and in many ways new. So it's still about family members having enough ed education to make good decisions, being able to have tough conversations. Um, how are we gonna measure success together? Who's gonna be accountable for that success? Um, what, what governance structure is required as we move from an operating company to a holding company or as we're integrating other kinds of investments? Does the governance system that we have now still serve? And so helping them to think about I think all family business work is in many ways about evolution because the family changes over time and the business changes over time. Uh, these new models for family businesses, they're becoming more and more common. It's a different kind of evolution. Uh, so in, again, in many ways it's the same and in many ways there are new questions and new matters that they need to consider. It makes a lot of sense and we see a great deal of evolution, uh, generations, also of course technology, uh, and then as we're discussing in terms of direct investing, the private capital markets as well as as these family businesses either uh, seek to recapitalize or have co-investors, uh, as I've seen a great deal in the last 10 years, that will continue to grow as well. I think that's an exciting area for you guys to, to also advise on. Chris, it's been a pleasure to include you today as a guest in Wisdom Board's Pulse podcast series. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, I look forward to learning more about your career and experiences in the Family Business Consulting Group. Pulse is a digital collection of personal conversations with respected private company experts. Pulse listeners enjoy enlightening lessons, wisdom, and journeys of interesting people. Pulse is a production of Wisdom Board, a trusted leadership brand dedicated to empowering private companies to achieve excellence in the boardroom. Wisdom Board lives on LinkedIn and online at wisdomboard.co. Please subscribe to our podcast, available on all major channels, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. I am Adam Smith, founder of Wisdom Board. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast.